Hey guys and girls, what's going on? This is CJ the Day Slayer from the Upgrade America podcast, sending a special shout out to all our international listeners, of course, our U.S. listeners. We appreciate it. Uh, let's run down the list real quick. Thank you, Australia. Shout out to you. Shout out to Canada, Bulgaria, the Netherlands, Deutschland, Germany, United Kingdom and Poland. We really appreciate it. Hopefully you guys are getting some insight on how some Americans think versus others. Um, we appreciate you guys hanging with us and thank you very much. Please share, discuss, let us know what you think. Um, that's about it. Enjoy the podcast, special Halloween edition. Definitely check out the visual podcast. I think you guys will enjoy it. Take it easy. Salutations, world. Cameron Raw has the night off. I'm your special guest host, Dark Vader. Not to be confused with Disney's copyrighted Dark Vader. My co-host for this evening is CJ the Undead Slayer. What are you calling yourself these days? I'm here with Raw, and we're here to discuss zombies and the zombie apocalypse. All other types of crazy good stuff. Oh, yeah, without further ado, let's get into the madness. Alright. And thanks for everyone for liking and subscribing and supporting the channel and donating to the Upgrade America Cameron Raw 2020 presidential campaign. Yeah, zombies, all that good stuff. So, uh, how prepared do you think the Empire, I mean, the United States federal government, is to dealing with your type zombies, that is? I actually think they're prepared. And I sound proof. Interesting. Do elaborate. Well, if I do my... <laughs> it is called Con Plan 8888. It's a DOD document regulation by the government, I think spearheaded by the Air Force, a contingency plan or a when shit hits the fan plan for zombies. It's 31 pages. I'm going to put the link in the podcast notes. But we actually do have a plan for zombies. Excellent. Can you give us a high level description of this plan? They cover, there's like 10 types of zombies, which I didn't know. You got chicken zombies. Overall, it goes in stages. So we have, um, let me see real quick. feel some kind of way talking about myself, you know, zombie status, but, um, 
Okay, so you got four, five phases. Zero phase, shape. Phase one, deter. Phase two, seize initiative. Phase three, dominate. Phase four, stabilize. Phase five, restore civil authority. Interesting. I was under the impression that we use containment, meaning you cordon this off the infected area and then you grasp it over with a tactical nuclear warhead. Ah! We don't do that anymore. Uh, I don't know if that's necessarily tactical. So, yes. Uh, it's a procedure for containing a zombie contamination area. What is the procedure? I'll read a little bit of it. I don't want to bore with details. But... Oh! They do have Mach 4 in here. Just throwing it out Mach 4 is mission-oriented, protected posture. It's kind of like gloves like this and that whole chemical warfare suit. Yeah, gas masks, all that good. One time, Osan, South Korea. Cool. Yeah. Ah! Uh... Pretty much, how should I frame it? Um, you know how we did our training exercise in Ozone? Well, I wasn't in Ozone. Dark Trader wasn't in Ozone. But sure. Okay. So, you know how we go through different phases? Yeah, so explain it to the people. Well, basically, you build up based on what's going on around us in your environment. So say if it's a small area, you're not going to go through all the phases if it's a small area. But if it progressively spreads, if it gets bigger, then you're going to start going through these phases. And it's all dependent on how much the outbreak is and who's affected. So that's a simple way to put it. It's a lot more in depth than that. So is it ground troops or yes. Yeah, so, yeah, you'll probably use every method possible but i would say air would be more for um recon to map out areas and stuff uh, i'm okay. thinking i would carpet bomb it before sending just boots on the ground to fight horses on of course you would but um that's what you do uh, I underestimate the power of the dark side <laughs> you have some questions, please. Alright, go for them. Stand by. Okay. So then. Assuming that there's an evil illuminated plot, you know, by like the Illuminati or whoever, to wipe out the poor and middle class after AI and sophisticated machinery render the population obsolete. Why would zombies be the preferred method of their demise? Um... I think zombies would be a little more slow building than a pandemic. Because I was looking at the difference. So I think with a pandemic, it's a lot quicker, so the people that want to take advantage of this situation, yeah. it can affect them just as quickly as it affects regular people. So I think zombies is I think zombie is the way to do it because it's a little more slow. You got time to prepare. 
versus a pandemic. I see. Then I suppose like, you know, nuclear warfare and everything, it destroys infrastructure and fallout and all that horrible stuff you don't want to deal with. So yeah, zombie seems about right. So how does it feel to be a zombie, do you think? Take like brain smoothies and how does that work? I want to stay. So about that Mach 4, you think it's effective against zombies? Um, I think to a certain degree, but I think it would limit your mobility and tactical uh, maneuvering. So basically, you won't be able to maneuver, like move around to fight or run or duck from. Chemical warfare suits there. The whole peripheral vision, you know, your your hands are you you have to keep them concealed or covered. You know, those ridiculous oversized boots. Yes. And trip all over yourselves and. It's a constraint, but it keeps you safe in that environment. You think they can fight through it? Mm, I think you fight temporarily, but I think it's a temporary measure. I think if it, say the... No, like you think the zombies can fight through the, the tanks and imagine it, right? Um, yeah, especially if you don't have a Kevlar on, yeah. I think they'll be able to... I think it would take a while though. I don't think it would be that instant. I think it would actually take being outnumbered by. You think? No, I'm talking about the suits. Like they could easily fight through the suits. No, I don't think so. No, I think I think that would take like a group of them. It would take a bunch of them. It wouldn't like one now. You'd be all right. Okay, good to know. What would be your preferred weapon of choice for the zombie apocalypse? Uh, a sword and a crossbow. That sword is an inferior weapon compared to the power of the lightsaber. Uh, and the power of the dark side. I guess the Death Star would come in handy to take out a planet, you could take out a bunch of zombies. Just for him. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, man. I'll flip the question on you. What's up? What weapons would you want in this situation? I thought I clearly elaborated. A lightsaber is the most superior weapon in the galaxy. And the power of the dark side. And the Death Star, which is a weapon that was used to blow up the planet and Star Wars. So he was the first one and second one. But um. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but if I didn't acquire a lightsaber, I'd say a 9 mil. Any type of 9 mil would be good. There's common, a lot of uh, bullets out there. And, um,. They're kind of lightweight, mid-size uh, firepower, you know, pretty much taking out zombies. You're going for headshots, so you can get pretty accurate shots off of that. 
I was thinking a shotgun, but it's a lot of power and uh, reloading times are um, they're, lim they're pretty limited. Our melee weapon, yeah, I would definitely say like a uh, katana blade, samurai sword. I can see myself on one of those. Okay. Yeah, I was going like, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I don't disagree with having a firearm. I just want to, I think noise discipline is probably the most important thing in that situation. Indeed. So that's why I was like, okay, I'm going to have a crossbow for distance and then I have a katana for, you know, on hand-to-hand combat situation. I see that with the, the crossbow being practical mm -hmm. and, and that regard. Yeah. You know, my thing is just um, close quarters. I imagine a lot of that would be close quarters, particularly clearing buildings and things of that nature. I would not want to clear a building with a crossbow. I'd rather have something rapid fire, pop, pop, if it's loud, whatever. You know, but, but um, that's just me. And that's I really have to practice my skills or my prowess with uh, with the crossbow or, or any type of bow weapon. I need, I need to get on that. <laughs> just a um, before you fight hordes and zombies, I suggest you take it down range. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst time to be like, oh, let me try this out. Trial by fire, but not to a fire zombie. What other what questions you got? Dark, uh, something, you say. Take it you're not a Star Wars fan. So would you go zombie apocalypse, end of the world, you know, everyone's just going about doing their own thing. Would you go with a with the team? They say if you want to go far, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. What would you do? <sighs> it depends on I think how it breaks out. If I have enough time, I would probably prefer alone. But if I had to pick a group, no more than five people. Fire team. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's but it. Matter of loyalties and everything along that nature which brings me to my other question like how do you keep a moral compass in times of anarchy and lawlessness okay if you are alone your rules are just for survival if you are with a group i think it should come with a accord or some kind of agreement a list of rules that all of you guys follow to stay on code or Core values, integrity first, service before self, excellence in all we do, air power, face guard, A-E-R, But I agree with you, like, uh, I guess if you're moving as a group so that you're not like a, a gang or a gang of bandits, you should, uh, have some values on, on what you're going to, how you're going to move. I don't know, I think I would move better dolo, but it's like, you gotta ask yourself, what are you moving solo for? For what objective? It's the end of the world, like, what do you do? Yeah, that's true. So I ask myself, would I stop and try to help the weak people? Or just keep it moving and just try to keep it moving as long as I can? I don't know. It's a difficult question to ask, and, uh, I don't know, meditating upon 
the zombie apocalypse or any form of a doomsday scenario. I got questions for you. Throw them at me, I'll slice them apart. Ah! Okay, favorite zombie move. There are no zombies in Star Wars. What do you guys do for entertainment? You don't just blow up shit. Uh, eventually you gotta watch something besides blowing up planets. Conquering the galaxy is a full-time job. I have no time for leisure. Ah. I do a podcast time to time. <laughs> you on that bullshit. <laughs> what the fuck do y'all watch? Star Wars. Ah. Okay. Um, U.S. government. All right. Dawn of the Dead. Okay. Uh, uh, I do recall seeing that a while back. Um, so I have the tick. Ooh. I know you said you saw a zombie, man. Yeah, that's probably my favorite. I just saw the I sequel. Saw the, the, I saw the original one, like, years ago, but I really don't recall. I saw they brought back some of the same cast. Yeah, they brought back all the same cast, basically. Give us your, your quick rundown on that. Basically, it's showing what you do when you survive a zombie apocalypse. But it's more of satire, um, some humor, but they did have very tactical things within the story. Um, I think the previews they showed, they had the, the double thing, like they met their twins or the opposite or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. That was important. I don't, uh, I could spoil it at this point because shit, it's been out for like two weeks. Um, basically, part one was setting up the foundation. Alright, everything goes to shit. Find the apocalypse. All these people band together and figure it out. Right? Part two is a continuation of it, and you see what happens the years after they all found each other. They're used to living this way. And then you see new challenges and problems that they run into in this new age of zombies. So they have different categories of zombies. After time, they started categorizing all the zombies, which is ironic because in that uh, Air Force DOD regulation that I saw, they have categories of zombies, like 12 of them, which is crazy to me because I would have never guessed that. Um, Very interesting. So... Can you please tell us, like, from the Air Force's perspective, the most distinct difference, like the extremes. Like, are there fast zombies and slow zombies, or like, what are the differences, the main differences? Let me see, they had a label. Uh, I'm trying to find them real quick. And I remember talking to somebody about this, and I was kind of, we were kind of laughing, but they said, no, we actually drill for this shit. I said, what? I can see that. Um, that's always vigilant, always ready. That's true, look. Look. Um, I have to look it up because it's it's like thirty something pages long. Um, no matter. So how did they classify the zombies in the movie? They had homers, which are slow, fat, and dumb. They had um. 
shit, I'm, I'm assuming they're referring to Homer Simpson? Yes. Then they had another category that was, um, fast. I forgot what they were called. I think well, they called them bolts or something like that, like you saying bolt. They had another category that was smart. I forgot, they called it a name for the smart one. Then the newest one was like, the, they called them the T-100, like from uh, Terminator. So that was the scary one now, because you, it took a lot to kill and they kept <laughs> Even so headshot? Huh? Headshot? Yeah, it takes a lot to kill. Like, even headshots now, it, like, it takes a whole clip, basically, to kill. I've made them so special. It just evolves, like anything. Nature, anything in nature evolves to its environment. So, you gotta think, ten years later, you know, it's gonna mutate, evolve, into something else. So, that's basically what it was. That's my understanding, they're like undead. Yeah. So my interpretation of the, the zombie scenario is that a virus infects the host, it kills the host, but it reanimates the, the body and it can go around and infect other hosts and feed on brain. So where it would mutate to the, where it can, how do you say, take bullets to the head, and not shut down the central nervous system. I don't know. Yeah, it's so uh, you have to have to fight those types. Yeah, but to know that they got a uh, an AFI for it, a regulation for it, is yeah, <laughs> something to think about. Um, yeah. No, I said indeed. Um, my other question was. Um, what can citizens do to prepare for any kind of end-of-the-world scenario? Have a bug-out bag and a shotgun. Shotgun's a practical weapon. Mm-hmm. It's, um, just the sight alone, the sound of it can deter most criminals or aggressors. And, uh, if it comes down to zombies, pretty sure it'll do the job if you aim for the head. But yeah, definitely a bug out bag, have some water, have some food. Uh -huh. You know, just things that you can just, a bag you can just grab, hit the road, and um, you won't have to return. Like, um, while zombies is a far out scenario, we're, how many trillion are we in debt? What, 12? No, far more than 12, we're over 20 at this point. <laughs> It's been a while since I've done yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's weird. I, w I would argue, say, over 20. Let's just call it 21 trillion in debt. And yeah. in the unlikely event we, we couldn't manage to, like, balance all this and it all fell down, it would certainly be in it. Yeah. And I think that's why movies like zombie movies, The Walking Dead, The Purge, they're trying to, how do you say, showcase this metaphor of anarchy like uh, if you watch the walking dead there's a uh, while there's the looming threat of flesh eating zombies you also have to worry about your fellow man <coughs> the average citizen would try to uh, you know take you out 
take advantage of you, whether for survival or for their own sadistic needs. And um, that's anarchy. Those are the things that occur absent of law and order. So, um, yeah, a bug out bag and a shotgun, you know, that should hold you down. So I asked another question. We already talked about but Are you surprised that the government has protocols for this? Not in the least. Not, not in the least surprised. Uh, as far as having a protocol for, for zombies, mm-hmm. again, when you're looking at it, it's biological warfare. And um, this, this scenario, the possibility exists where virus could reanimate the, um, the central nervous system and use uh, a, a dead human as a host. Fun fact, uh, my captain I went to Iraq with, he worked in the morgue mm. one time and he would tell us all crazy stories about, you know, that things that happened. Like he'd be working late at night, minding his own business, have some headphones in, and then a guy's on the table dead. There's a doornail. Sits up because the central nervous system is still active. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's. Um, you ever heard of the dead man's grip? Yeah. Where like a dead body can literally hold on to you because that central nervous system, it's still kind of active. You know. Mm-hmm. And if an intelligent form of or virus or something like that was able to use that that as a host, um, it, it's a plausible scenario. Rather unlikely, but uh, but plausible. And people are obviously taking it into consideration and have prepared accordingly. I, got, I guess I got another question. I was just thinking about as you were talking. Do you think the American people know about this stuff? Like really are aware this kind of preparation or anything like that? Um, I'm sure. Like the whole zombie craze, it's nothing new. The Night of the Living Dead from the, what, the 1950s, 1960s or something? 70s? Is it 70s? I think one of the... Remember they had one that was in black and white? Yeah, yeah, I like that one actually. It was like, I think that was actually one of the most scarier ones. Mm-hmm. No, but um, it's... People have been obviously making movies for quite some time, so I imagine that the interest and the research has been going on for quite some time as well. So I, I'm I'm pretty sure there's people who looked into it. Just being in the military, I learned about the contingency plan, you know, and I I know there's countless other people who were in as well, and, and they stumbled upon that that info too. But there are um private laboratories that are you know they're dabbling in some witchcraft man and it's the bottom line is like if they can do it someone's gonna do it they're gonna try to do it just for the sake of doing it yeah and um there's always that possibility that there can be some contamination get out and you, you got this pandemic on hand so it's always good to be ready have plan for Contingencies that you may never need. Yeah, I'm gonna post all that stuff on the podcast notes. 
I'll probably send you the links too so you can send them on the digital. Outstanding. Oh. oh yeah, you wanted to know the type of zombies right? the category. Zombie? Mm-hmm. You have pathogenic zombies. Zombie life forms created after an organism is infected by a virus or bacteria or some other form of contagion. Okay. I think that's kind of like the traditional zombies, what we were talking about. Yeah, the one that described the virus taking advantage of the host. What's the other one? So you got radiation zombies. Zombie forms created after an organism is affected by an extreme dosage of electromagnetic or particle radiation. Okay, I've, I've heard about those kind, often comic books after a nuclear war. There's these fools that are, um going from a, a result of that interesting now my, my question on that is mm -hmm. you know with the pathogenic ones how they can easily spread the the plague or the virus and create more zombies mm -hmm. these radioactive ghouls do they create new zombies when they bite or or can they infect other people um i'm gonna have to read a little deeper in that so okay okay there's more categories as well. People yeah, they just keep going over those. I was just, that's, I was just curious about that one. Yeah, it's probably in that plan somewhere. Like I said, it's like 30-something pages, but it, the shit's in there. They got space zombies, evil magic zombies, weaponized zombies. So the weaponized zombies is an interesting one. Okay. I'm going to read this description. So zombie life forms deliberately created via bio biomechanical engineering for the purpose of being employed as weapons. Zombie weaponization programs and supporting infrastructures are included in COAs to deal with these threats. I will have to look up what COA is. Do you remember what that um the one you described in the latest Zombie Land that could take a full clip to the face? Yeah. That sounds like something that was weaponized, it's engineered for warfare. Yeah. Like, I don't think it would evolve to that. They would have to design that thing to be like... That's a possibility. To take all that, uh, to be rugged for war. And they said an example in the movie, they gave a culture reference, a pop culture reference, is the movie The Crazy, which okay. was very creepy. It exemplifies the most common type of weaponized zombie. Humans turn into zombies via exposure to toxic chemicals or gas. Yeah, that sounds. I do recall in um uh, in that movie, the crazies, um, uh, some sort of plane crash with some chemicals and it made the whole town bug out. They got like a few more. I'll just read the names too, and you can kind of guess okay. the uh, definition what they are. Symbiote-induced zombies. <laughs> if you're a Marvel fan, you like a lot of venom. Huh? Venom. You said yeah, venom, basically. Um, let's see. You got vegetarian zombies, which is basically plants. Uh, they said they pose no threat to humans, only plant life. That's it. Uh, they can cause massive deforestation, elimination of basic food crops essential to humans, rice, corn, and soybeans. But that can still affect humans. 
Yes. You got chicken zombies. Um. Basically, when they load, no longer can lay eggs. Let's see. They can appear dead when buried. Um. When they're when they're not euthanized after they're done laying eggs, they're no longer useful. I guess people like let's see, poultry farmers use carbon monoxide to euthanize. But if they don't do it right, the chickens come back. And let's see, um, they don't really affect us though. I guess it would affect other chickens, per se. Yeah. But they'll die, they'll die from organ failure, so they're not necessarily a threat. But. Pretty wild, man. I know, bro. When I ran across them, I'm like, what the? So where would you go? Like, you wake up, you go to your, what's, uh, your living room, and you see at your door some undead lady is, like, banging on your glass, and you're like, oh, like, <laughs> there's zombies outside. What's your next move? Um, good question. I'm grabbing all my, I'm gonna put on top of DDU, my DDU uniform. Um... I'll probably throw my sneakers for now because my boots wouldn't last that long. The boots I do have. Don't wear that mask because you might get shot in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking my weapons. I'm taking important documents. You know, social security, birth certificate, that stuff. You think that would matter? I don't know. You assume that the world has not ended in its only affected area. I don't know, I feel like I just would take that, just the military in me. I know it's kind of weird, but always have identification on you, so... But where is your destination? Um, if I can get to my car and get out of there, um... Definitely go north, somewhere more mountains. Northwest, Florida, or north. Ocala, or Tallahassee. They're a little more mountainous, or hilly, or locally, Claremont will be probably pretty good because it's spread out, it's rural. So the hills then? Yeah, basically. I like your way of thinking. What about you? Because you're in a concentrated area. Yeah, and that's why I'm thinking that would be such a grueling fight. Just to get a... If you think traffic is bad on a Friday evening, imagine traffic in the zombie apocalypse in, in New York City, like... Yeah. Fighting uh, your way through that would be pretty grueling but yeah I think I would make my way more west mm -hmm. and try to get into the woods through the hills regroup um in my bug out bag I carry snacks and all that you know high I got, I got MREs from my hurricane corporation I also got a lantern too with batteries yeah I got one um I have a flashlight that has a solar panel on there. Yeah. So we can soak up some uh, soak up some sun, rechargeable. But I got enough to hold me down. But it's it's here's the thing. It's like um, after you go through supplies, you resupply. You're gonna have to venture out to where uh, populated areas, and that would be dangerous in that type of scenario. Yeah. That, that group thing sounds a lot better at this point. <laughs> you start thinking about it. Yeah, I guess for security, you can do one up, one down. You can actually get some real sleep. 
Yeah. Oh no. It'll be tough moving times, and here's what you gotta consider. Like, when you have a brief moment of anarchy, it doesn't necessarily mean the same government will come back into power. It could be something totally, radically different. And if people would accept it, because they'll be like, It's a lawlessness and there's zombies out here, we'll take whatever! Just bring us law and order back, and they'll accept it. Yeah. Everything that was written in, in the beloved constitution becomes null and void. And that's a theme that is reoccurring in many zombie movies and, and of course the show The Walking Dead. You yeah. know, um, when, the, when the government emerges back, it's not always what it was. But, I don't know, man. I don't know something to think about. It's fun, it's fun to talk about, but... This stuff, I, I mean, it's not that far out, to be honest. I mean, it's kind of wild hearing it, but it's not far out because, if, trust me, if the government has preparations for it, it's not that far out of reality. And again, I, I believe while it is a possibility, but the zombie movies are more so a metaphor for biological warfare on American soil. I agree. It, it's ain't, even if it was like a really bad flu. Yeah. Like, oh, they got this crazy flu, and it's, like, causing that many casualties to the point where, you know, the government fails. It would be the same lawlessness, and, yeah. you know, the behavior of people would be very similar. I think. National disasters fall in this category, too. Indeed. Well, same concept. If you had a bunch of them, basically, it would turn into lawlessness. So. So, same well, we survived the, the zombie apocalypse. Oh. <laughs> I'm digging off my helmet. Here. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for watching. We appreciate you. Upgrade America Podcast. And I appreciate you not eating the guest brain, CJ. <laughs> Peace. Catch you on the next episode. Upgrade America. Camera Rob 2020. Ah.